السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين My brothers, my sisters, before I commence, we're talking about healing hearts. I want each one of you to prepare in your minds how your heart has healed from heartbreak or from the diseases of the heart over time. Because at the end of this speech, I want to give you randomly one minute to get up and tell us what helped you to heal your own heart, inshallah. So I've just warned you in advance, prepare it because we're going to pick on any one of you, inshallah. May Allah Almighty make it easy. Don't let that be a heartbreak, mashallah. My brothers, my sisters, every one of us has been blessed with a piece of flesh within our bodies that the Almighty has described within the statement of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, it is a narration of An-Nu'man ibn Bashir radiallahu an, wherein the Prophet, peace be upon him, makes mention of several things, halal and haram and so on. Then he says that indeed in the body, there is a piece of flesh. If it is pure and good, then the entire body is pure and good. And if it is diseased and sick or ill or dirty, then the entire body will be exactly that. What is that organ or piece of flesh? Behold, it is the heart. From this we learn that the heart is one of the most important, if not the most important organ that you and I have. However, 136,000 heartbeats a day on average without you realizing that it's beating throughout the day. I met someone as I was entering earlier this morning and they looked at me and said, my heart is beating. I said, was it not beating all along, by the way? It's a fact, it beats. But what they meant is pounding, perhaps. Remember, the one who heals the heart is none other than the one who made it. In fact, nobody, nothing, whether it is material or in the form of people, can ever heal your heart. The only one that will heal your heart is its maker. He knows it better than you know it. He knows everything about it, subhanallah. So the more you attach with your maker, the better your heart shall be, the stronger it will be. It will be healed not only from heartbreak, but from the diseases of the heart. Because it's simple to say, oh, I'd love my heart to be healed. I've been heartbroken. You know, I've been dating someone for so long. I'm not talking of the dates that you eat, we're talking of the haram ones, right? I've been dating someone for so long and suddenly they promised me the world and they dropped me like a hot potato. Well, the reality is, had you attached to the one who made your heart in the first place, you wouldn't have allowed yourself to be trapped by something or a situation. 
Sometimes as human beings, we still make mistakes. It's okay. Come back. Come back. It's okay. It's fine. You made the error. Heartbroken. Whoever it was lied. They cheated. They deceived you. Never mind. Come back now. To who? To the one who made the heart. الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَتَطْمَئِنُّ قُلُوبُهُمْ بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ أَلَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَطْمَئِنُّ الْقُلُوبِ Indeed, those who believe their hearts are comforted by the remembrance of Allah for it is only the remembrance of Allah that will comfort the hearts. What is the remembrance of Allah? To develop a connection with Him, to understand who He is, to love Him, to appreciate the good in the midst of the bad, to appreciate the successes in the midst of the failure, to appreciate the goodness in the midst of the bad, to appreciate the hope in the midst of hopelessness, to appreciate the cure in the midst of the disease. You recognize your maker, subhanallah, when you appreciate him, when you realize he is my maker, I know he's given me so much. He's given me more than he's taken away from me. As a believer, I'm taught always to look at how the situation could have been worse than it actually is. I lost a job while well, I did not lose a limb. I lost a limb while well, I did not lose both of those limbs, subhanallah. I lost a relative. I didn't lose my entire family. May Allah Almighty make it easy for us. I know that each one of us has a different type of a heartbreak because it's part of life. It's part of human living. We have to interact with people. We have family members who may let us down. Sometimes it's not about the haram dating, for example. Sometimes it's that expectation you've had of people. They will let you down. The Almighty will not let you down. They will let you down. Allah, Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal, will never let you down. Subhanallah. When you expect a lot, even from your own kids sometimes, you might find them faltering. From your spouse at times, you might find them falter. And that might be a source or a means of heartbreak. But had you not had that much of attachment to that which you found on earth, you will realize the expectation would be lowered from those you met on earth, be they your parents or your children, whoever else it may be. One of the qualities of this earth is that it will throw at you heartbreak. To lose a loved one, it's not in your hands. You will. In fact, you have to, or they might lose you before anything else. My brothers and sisters, if you're not connected with your maker, how do you expect to heal? How do you expect to come out of it when Allah says those who believe their hearts are comforted by the remembrance of Allah? Like I said, the remembrance of Allah is to connect with him. What should I do? Well, I need to strengthen my bond with the one who made me by worshiping him alone. I have a problem before I even go to the doctor. And that's very important. To visit the doctor is called Al-Akhdu Bil-Asbab. I am making an effort within the capacity that the Almighty has bestowed upon me. But before you go, raise your hands to Allah and Allah alone. Oh Allah, 
grant me cure. Oh Allah, cure all those who are sick and ill. Say Amin. Oh Allah, grant me cure and grant the doctor the ability to diagnose correctly what I have and to give the correct medication. What did you do? You know that the doctor is also going to try based on his ability and capacity but without the acceptance of Allah and his tawfiq. Tawfiq meaning his acceptance, the granting of the ability to do the right thing. Even the doctor can't do much. And that's the reason why there are so many in our midst who are living after medicine gave up. And so many who passed away when medicine thought they were very healthy, they went for checkups every six months, but suddenly boom, and they were gone. Why? That is Allah. That is Allah. That's Allah's plan. When we attach too much to what we found on earth, it's dangerous. Your spouse might let you down. Your mother might let you down. Your father may let you down. Your family members may let you down. Your friends would let you down so badly. You only know a friend when you're in the muck. That's the only time. That's why the English saying a friend in need is a friend indeed. It actually means when you are desperately in need, those who stick with you and help you and come to your rescue or even give you a word of comfort are your true friends. Because many people would not even give you a word of comfort. They would run away because you're in need. May Allah Almighty grant us ease. When Allah Almighty creates that scenario in our lives, He's actually pushing all the people away from you in order for you to realize that you need to strengthen your connection with Him and Him alone. Allah says, now it's just you and I. Let's talk. Subhanallah. Is it not Allah? Is it not Allah alone? Who will cast away after responding to the one in desperate need, the difficulty that he or she is in? Is it not Allah? Indeed, it is Allah. When people let you down, it's expected. You have friends, but you know they might let you down one day. A few days ago, someone confided in me and said, I need to tell you something that I've been let down when I told people. I said, well, why are you telling me? Right? I need to tell you something that I told some of my friends and I was let down. I said, well, don't tell that to me because I'm not even your friend. Subhanallah. Your friends have a password. At times, when you tell them something you were supposed to keep between you and Allah, because there are so many things that happen in your life, good and bad, you're supposed to keep it between you and Allah. When you've committed a sin, don't talk about it. When you've committed a sin, don't be proud and tell people, you know, I did this and I did that. And they say, oh, wow, you only did that. You know what I did? Uh -uh. Are we competing in sin? You don't confide in people tomorrow when you want to turn to Allah. It's going to be tough because your circle knows what muck you were in. And that's the reason why if you confide in people, chances are the password, they keep using it. What's the password? Who knows it? Don't tell anyone. That's the password. The whole world knows, but they all tell you, don't tell anyone. No big deal. 
Everyone knows. Don't tell anyone. You know, this happened, that happened. You see that sister. You see that brother. He did this, he did that. But don't tell anyone. And immediately, they put it on the internet. Do not tell anyone. But, come on, come on. May Allah Almighty forgive us. You die with it. You go to the grave with it. Because when you repent, my brothers, my sisters, when you connect with Allah, it leads you to seeking forgiveness. When you seek forgiveness, don't forget you're a human. You're a human. You have human nature. The heart is weak. If you don't keep cleaning the heart like you would when you make tea in a mug or a pot, you need to clean the pot every time you make tea. Don't you agree? Uh-oh. Seems like some of us just make tea in the same pot. Allah grant us ease. You wash the pot. As difficult as it may be, I can teach you something that I learned. If you put water in that pot and leave it overnight, the following morning it's made quite easy to wash the pot. That's just a tip from a lazy dad. My brothers, my sisters, in the same way you clean your heart every day, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar, all praise is due to Allah. Glory be to Allah, all praise is due to Allah. Allah is the greatest. Repeat that. Say it. How many times? 33 times after every compulsory prayer. And the last 34, say it again, all praise is due to Allah. Allah is the greatest. Glory be to Allah, all praise is due to Allah, Allah is the greatest. He loves those words, not because he is benefiting from them, because you will benefit from them. Have you ever thought there is a narration towards the end or right at the end of Sahih al-Bukhari, which says, Kalimatani khafifatani ala lisani thaqilatani fil mizani habibatani ila rahmani subhanallahi wa bihamdihi subhanallahi al-azim. Two statements that are very light on the tongue, so easy to say. Subhanallahi wa bihamdihi subhanallahi al-azim. Light on the tongue, heavy on the scale. Whose scale? Your scale. Not Allah's scale. Allah doesn't have a scale of his own. His deeds, in fact, what Allah does, لا يسأل عما يفعل. Allah is never asked what He does. He cannot be asked. He is the Supreme, the Deity, the Creator. But you and I, we're responsible. So it's light on the tongue, heavy on the scale of good deeds. And guess what? Loved by Allah. Loved by Allah. Not because He gains. You will gain. How will you gain? It will bring about contentment, cure of the heart. It will bring about a beautiful reminder of the Almighty leading to a good connection with Him. Imagine after every farad prayer, you sit and you're saying, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar. Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar. And I've told some people who don't speak the Arabic language to try saying it in a language you understand, it will change you. It will wake you up. Glory be to Allah. All praise is due to Allah. Allah is the greatest. Allah is the greatest. Imagine you're repeating Allah is the greatest. Allah is the greatest through your day. Subhanallah. The Arabic is much more powerful. So when you say it, concentrate on what you are saying. When that happens, you're cleaning the heart. You're connecting with Allah. You're calming yourself. And you are preparing to face any challenge that is coming in your direction. Like I said, healing the heart is not only when someone's let you down or expectation was too much. And you know what? You were let down. Not only that, it's got to do with the diseases of the heart. What are these diseases? 
as much as jealousy is a disease of the heart, you're jealous. Why? Oh, you see someone, you say, oh, wow, you know. Mm, and you start thinking to yourself, how can this be taken away from that person? Why do you do that? Allah gave them. Jealousy is one of the biggest sins because it eats away your good deeds in the same way that a fire would eat away a dry log. Why? Because Allah gave them and you have a problem with Allah. If Allah gave you something, your identity, your looks, your height, perhaps your texture, your hair type, whatever it may be, love it. Love yourself how you are. It will help your heart solidify. When I say solidify, I mean being strengthened. That's what I mean. Love yourself how you are. Look at yourself in the mirror with your blemishes, with your pimples, with the few hairs on your nose and a few eye bags. It's okay. I love myself the way Allah made me. As soon as you learn to love yourself the way Allah made you, you are liberated. True liberation. Why? I don't need to fake it to be in the presence of someone else. I don't. That's it. So many of us don't realize we're enslaved. We need to fake it before we can even talk to people. I need to look like someone I'm not really looking like. It's not even me. I told people, and I'm sorry to say this, my beloved sisters, you know, we're full of love. But at the same time, the truth sometimes bites. It bites a little bit. People were arguing with me, is it permissible to put makeup or not? Wallahi, there is a scope of permissibility with certain regulations and rules. It's there. But sometimes to get carried away such that your face recognition doesn't pick up who it is, then you have a problem. Then you have a problem. It says face recognition, Apple. And you're just looking at it, and then you've got to wipe your face a bit and come back again. Okay, there. so you had to tone down a little bit. You had to come down a little bit. Why? Even your phone's telling you. <clears throat> It's a bit much. It's a bit much. Allah grant us ease. We face heartbreak because then when people see the real we, the real us, they turn away. Oh, I didn't even know that's what you looked like. Subhanallah. No, let them not judge you by your looks. In fact, let them love you for who you really are. Learn to love yourself and others will love you. Haven't you seen people walk about everywhere? and they don't mind what they look like, those are role models. I don't mean don't be neat and clean. Be neat, dress properly, prim, prop, smell good, look good. Yes, but you can't change your identity. You need to be happy. You might be big built. Alhamdulillah, love yourself. You might be petite and small. Alhamdulillah, love yourself. You might have a long nose, a flat nose, thin lips, big lips. Love yourself. That is actually strengthening your heart. That's what it is. We're talking about healing the heart. The reality is your heart will not heal correctly when you haven't even loved the way Allah made you. He chose for you your identity. <speaking in Hebrew> oh man, what has deceived you against your own Lord? The one who created you, he fashioned you, he gave you whatever you have, your identity, your posture, your standing, who you are. How can you be deceived against him? He's your Lord. He made you. So learn to love Allah and the way he made you. 
I was talking about that remembrance of Allah. It's not going to benefit Allah. It's going to benefit you. Your scale, your heart will be cleansed. It will be purified. The jealousy that people have, that's a quality of the heart. But what's more important is to purify your heart from being a show off because you are inviting jealousy. That's also very important. You see the difference? One is, oh sister or oh brother, why are you so jealous? Well, why are you showing all this to me? You're flashing everything, mashallah. You know, when we were young, we used to make sure we were covered properly, go to school, mashallah. I used to wear these three-quarter shorts and we used to go to school with a top and a blazer. One of my friends, uh, childhood friends is seated right in front, mashallah. And we went to school wearing a blazer and whatever else and we were happy about it. Later on, there came a generation where you had to show people the tag on your undies, on your underwear. You had to show them a tag. So it had to stick out from the back. Levi's. Wow. Jean-Pierre. What do they say? Pierre Cardin. Something sticking out the side here. Come on, relax. Relax. Because people must know, oh, this guy's got designer undies. Designer undies. Designer. Do not become enslaved by what you found on earth. You can afford it, alhamdulillah. Have it, use it, make use of it, enjoy it. But don't show off because that is going to call or it's going to bring about the jealousy of the people without even you having asked for it. And what will come about is something known as the evil eye. What's the evil eye? When people arrive at such a level of awe or astonishment by what you have that they don't even remember Allah. They don't even relate it to Allah. You see something you love, mashallah, tabarakallah, or Allahumma barik lahum, or lahu, or laha. You're supposed to pray for blessings for that person. Tell me, you see someone flashing with their sunglasses and their Porsche or Ferrari or whatever else it may be, little Bugatti, mashallah, and you see them flashing and looking at you. Are you going to say, mashallah, Allahumma barik lahu? Or are you just going to look and say, hmm? Tell me, what would happen? Chances are the way it's done that mashallah won't come out and if it does it's by the way Like how we say inshallah at times for free <laughs> Someone says are you gonna come say inshallah inshallah means no, I'm not going to come It depends how you're saying it you say inshallah. I'll be there. You know three o'clock I'm going to that means yes, I'm coming but if someone looks and say inshallah That means I'm not coming. You know, it means I'm not coming. So the same way you look and say mashallah That means I'm jealous of this guy badly they say, MashaAllah, Tabarakallah, Allahumma barik, Allah grant you goodness, man, I'm happy for you, man, MashaAllah, you've made it. My brothers and sisters, remember something. What we find on earth is temporary, no matter what it is. If you have it, Alhamdulillah. If you don't have it, Alhamdulillah, two times. Thank Allah. Less stress. You wear clothing, no one knows. Sometimes clothing that's not designer may look better than that. Like I said, we're not saying it's haram. But to become a slave of it is definitely something the Allah would not be pleased with. And to show it off, come on, calm down, relax. Learn to help people. You want the heart to heal, go and look for poor people. Go and look for the underprivileged, help them, assist them, reach out to them quietly. Be there for them, say a good word to others, Allah will heal your heart. You have a problem, you want your heart to heal, say a good word to others. Do not be the source of the distress of another person because in that case, your heart will never heal. You are the problem. That's what it is. When I spoke about jealousy, I mentioned both sides of the coin. One is not to be jealous and the other is don't be a show off either.
And when I'm talking about healing, through helping, do not be the source of distress of others. You're sitting and you're wondering, why is my heart broken? Because you've broken the hearts of a thousand others. That's the problem. How can you heal when you have destroyed others? So therefore, help people and see how Allah helps you. All this is derived from the beautiful, blessed words of the greatest of creation, the most noble of all messengers of Allah, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says, Allah will continue to help a worshipper for as long as that worshipper continues to help another. Are you helping someone? Well, Allah Almighty will continue helping you. So here goes. A heart will always go through struggles because you're just a human. If you have done something wrong, turn to Allah. And if you do the wrong again, turn again to Allah. And if you do it wrong a third time, turn a third time to Allah. And as many times as it repeats itself until the day you die, become strong. Let the gap between the sin become bigger. That's a sign of improvement. I am a person who would acknowledge that. If you say, you know, I used to smoke 20 a day and now I smoke 10 a day. I'll say, oh, mashallah. I'm not saying mashallah at the fact that you smoke 10 a day. I'm saying mashallah at the fact that you quit 10 a day. See the point. And then if you say, I used to smoke every hour and now I'm smoking every six hours. I say, mashallah, because the gap is bigger. Now I smoke once a week. Sorry, I don't mean me. I'm just giving an example, right? So now I just smoke once a month. Once a month, you can do away with it. Well, now I've just given it up. Subhanallah. I know there are two ways of doing things. You can either give up now or you can space it out. Sometimes you fall. People have bad habits, addictions. Sometimes people look at the wrong things on their phones and then you tell them, listen, be strong. They say, but you know, I fell. I said, when was the last time you fell? Well, about a month ago. Okay, make sure that you longer than a month this time. And then they're waiting for the 30th of the month. Now, come on, come on, don't do that. You know, when you're weak and you're a human, you may fall. If you've fallen, astaghfirullah, go back to Allah because you have a problem. Shaitan makes you fall. And when you fall, shaitan comes back to you and says, that was so bad, so bad. Even I'm ashamed of you. You know what? Allah's not going to forgive you. And then, and then you start thinking, gosh, I did something so terrible. I don't think Allah's going to forgive me. Many people ask that question. Will Allah forgive me? He will, he shall, he probably already did. Because that's shaitan. Wow. It shows you the plan of shaitan. He tells you to disbelieve. And when you're away, he says, hey, I got nothing to do with this. I got nothing to do with this. You did it on your own. He comes back to you and makes you think there's no forgiveness for me. My sisters, my beloved brothers. If you would like your heart to heal, you need to improve your connection with your maker by constantly seeking the forgiveness of Allah and having hope that he has forgiven you. Have hope. We're all human. If we had to know the sins of each other, we wouldn't even want to look at each other. That's why Allah's kept it such that when you look at someone, what do you see? Ya man al-jameel wa al-kabih. It's a dua. Allah has made apparent that which is beautiful. You see a lovely human being. You don't see the ugliness behind the deeds of that person because Allah kept it so beautiful. Give them a chance. Give them a chance.
May Allah Almighty grant us the ability to help others and may He help us. My brothers and sisters, so many qualities that we have. The bad ones we need to eradicate. The good ones we need to bring in. Let me tell you something known as Al-Ithar is so powerful to heal your heart. What is Ithar? To give others preference over yourself in certain things. I need something, but it's okay. There's someone else who needs it a bit more. Let them have it. Do you have that quality? Wallahi, if you try to develop it, it will improve the condition of your heart. You achieve contentment to a degree that's unmatched. Even if you're going through challenge upon challenge, the first thing you say, Alhamdulillah, it could have been worse. So thank Allah for this. And then I want to say something. I'm sure every one of us has been through some form of distress or challenge or heartbreak in our lives to the degree that we felt this is so big. When is it going to end? And now it's ended. And we can't imagine or believe that we went through a phase where we thought it was the end of everything. I normally tell people who say, I am going through such a tough time. I really... If I wasn't a believer, I probably would have taken my life. That's what some people say. And you tell them, my brother, my sister, ride the wave for now. You are going through struggles that are breaking your back almost, but they will not break your back fully. I tell you what, ride it with the help of Allah. There will come a day when you will forget that you actually went through such distress. You lost your job. It's okay. I'm going to keep trying, keep applying, keep going a year, two years, three years, four years. Trust me, I know a brother who did not have a job for 10 years. In the last six months, he earned six million in a few deals. What happened? Allah gave him everything one time. It's a true story. But for 10 years, he struggled. He was really hand to mouth and he didn't even have. He borrowed and begged at times from friends. But the day came. When Allah opened, have hope. Some of us finding it tough to get married. It's true. It is a challenge. I've always said it was easier to marry when we knew less people. Now, do you know why it's difficult to get married? Because we know too many people. You might laugh at me. It's a fact. You know too many. Your standards are up the roof. Go to paradise and you'll still be looking for that person. Where are they? Hey, they don't exist. It was all Photoshop, by the way. You've got to lower your standards sometimes. Relax. You marry a human. They're going to have good and bad. Our, our mufti earlier just said that, you know what? You marry someone. While the engagement period was there, they were only showing you the best side of them. Then you found out they were bald. It's okay. No, that's just an example. But then you found some of their characteristics that were really terrible allah wants you to help them through that for as long as it's not something absolutely unacceptable i'm not at all promoting that you live with someone who's abusing you completely and doing something terribly wrong but i am saying you know what they won't be some ideal human that's actually perfect because there's no perfection i have flaws you have flaws we all have flaws so that's what will happen you're finding it difficult to get married. There will come a day on condition that you keep trying and you connect with Allah and you don't worry about how old you are. People say, 
so rude, so rude, so rude. You're past your sell-by date. I mean, do I look like a box of drink or something? You're past your sell-by date. How could you say that to someone? How dare you say that? You could have married early and perhaps your marriage may not have worked. And here is a person, they may not be married at the age of 40, but they're going to marry someone such that they will never regret the long wait. They will forget that we waited so long. Don't worry, that heart, Allah will not break it beyond a certain point. You have to be strong. You have to believe. You have to have faith. You have to have conviction. That Allah is going to solve my problem. He brought me on earth. If Allah Almighty feeds and caters for the ant that I cannot see. Do you really think he's going to miss you and I? He missed me, but he got the ant under my feet. It's impossible. He has your back. Allah knows you exist. He knows you personally. And he knows everyone personally. He knows your problems, your difficulties, your hardships. He knows everything. But... He plans things only that he wants to see if you come closer to him or if you go away. So therefore, notice how some people, when they get a lot, they turn away from Allah. And others, when they get a lot, they turn towards Allah. And some people, when they lose everything, they turn towards Allah. And others, when they lose everything, they turn away from Allah. There is nothing uniform. It just depends on you. That is why when we talk of the hearts, what did I say at the beginning here? I said the only one who can cure your heart is the maker. Allahumma ya muqallib al-qulub thabbit qulubana ala deenik. Oh Allah, who turns the hearts, turn our hearts towards your obedience and towards what pleases you, towards the faith that you've chosen. What does that prove? It proves that our hearts are in the hands of Allah. He turns them as He wishes. Allah turns them as He wishes. So turn to Allah. And therefore with Allah, you will be strengthened. You will forget the days of suffer, suffering and struggles. The days when people let you down, it's okay. Allah will help. Allah will grant you. May Allah Almighty bless us all. I said at the beginning of the speech that I'm going to, towards the end, I'm going to give you an opportunity to speak about how you have healed from your heartbreaks. And the reason I want to do this is because just a minute, I want you to stand up, be brave enough to tell us this is what I did and this is how it helped me or a story that's happened in your life. You were in the dumps and now you're out of it. The type of patience you had that will also heal the hearts. Because we are inspired by one another. When you have a problem, go to others with a similar problem. Help them and see how Allah opens your doors. You start thinking, gosh, I'm sitting in paradise here. My problems, there they are. You know, if Allah told you and I that, look, I want to test you with 10 things. And here's the list of things. Choose your 10. We wouldn't even want those. We would say, no, no, no. Give me another list. Allah has to test you. He says, listen, I'm going to test you. You have to have it. But we don't want any test. Any test that comes in our lives. We think, oh gosh, Allah's punishing me. Allah's this and Allah doesn't like me and he doesn't love me. No, he loves you. That's why he's put more and more tests in your life. When Allah loves his slave, he tests him more. You get more tests. Is it drawing you closer to Allah? Yes. 
Well, then it was a good thing. It was a blessing. So when we listen to how we have dealt with things in our midst, we will definitely be able to help others by narrating, not the secrets of your life and your sins and so on, but just narrating the difficulty you went through and how you came out of it. Whatever helped you, inshallah, will help others by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So here goes. Okay, there are three mics. One is to my, to my left, that's your guys' right. Uh, to my right, at the back there, and one right here in front, I think, where you are. Somewhere here, right? So, inshallah, if there is anyone who wants to start by... Remember, I give you one minute, just a minute. Just a minute. I'm going to start off with this brother behind Sheikh Fatih. You can stand up with your... And you can go to the closest mic. I think it's somewhere behind here. Is there a mic here somewhere? Not over here, no, there. If you'd like to go there. We give you one minute, 60 seconds, after which the mic shall cut. Big heartbreak. But we can help you heal, don't worry. Yalla. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Come closer. My name is Ahmed Al Khatar, and there are three quick things I would like to speak about to everyone. The first thing is that we are made out of love. That is the first thing. Habibi, I have to break your heart. That's not what I asked you for. I said something you have gone through and tell us how you dealt with it. Exactly. So if you're going to give us so, a lecture, I have to cut you. Yeah, Justice no, it's, it's heals three, the heart. No, it's three things. The three things that helped me. Okay. The first thing that helped me is that in ta'allaqtum fata'allaqu billah that means if we want to be attached, we should be attached to Allah. MashaAllah. And the second thing is to love everything. People, nature, and all Allah's creation. This is the first thing that I always use because in the end, we are all fanun or fana. We're all going to come to an end, yes. Yes. And the second thing that helped me was only one English word. Hope. Hope. In Arabic, it's amal. Because I believe that Allah doesn't khayyib al-amal. The third thing that helped me is something I learned from a lot of people somewhere in this world, and it's called reflection. Reflection is whatever good we say, it comes back to us in whatever form. If we smile, it comes back to us. Even if the person doesn't smile to us, it will come back, maybe a cat can brush in our leg going home, in whatever form, even in risk. And if we say bad things, it will also come back to mashallah, us. Mashallah, mashallah, And I brother. use this daily, alhamdulillah, and it helped me a lot. Thank Jazakallah. you very much. Jazakallah khair. Beautiful, beautiful. Mashallah. Mashallah. I think that was amazing. Shukran, my brother. And uh, I apologize for being a little bit firm there, but I think I was polite as well. Mashallah. Uh, we don't want people to trample over our toes. There are so many people I'm responsible for. Everyone seated here, inshallah. So my brothers and sisters, listen to what he said. He's been through struggles. We don't know what they are. Whatever they were, this is what helped him. The reflection 
the pondering over the fact that we're all going to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are some of the things that have helped him as we've heard. I want to listen to one of the sisters, inshallah. Is there a microphone somewhere here? Yes, okay, bismillah. You can go ahead. Remember, I'm quite strict with rules, huh? Yeah. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. I am Fatima Zaha. I uh, was uh, struggle in my life, but I still believe to Allah sure. and I pray. I pray, I follow you and I, pray. I cannot imagine that one day I will be face to face with you. The first time it happened. Okay, but sister, I have to be a bit strict. Yeah. Uh, it is the issue and how you dealt with it, inshallah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. When I, uh, uh, I, in my heart, I want to uh, be very, very proud. And when I have the issue, I lost my work. I lost everything. And I still believe to Allah. And I have five years after I have everything I want. Allahu Akbar. Yeah. Allahu Akbar. MashaAllah. 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 Takbir. Five years later, things have healed so well. Connection with Allah, reflection, perhaps, you know, listening to good reminders also keeps you going. It will heal the heart. Why? Why that Remind for definitely the reminding will help the believers. So these reminders are good. The issue of hope, the matter of time. Like I said, ride the wave. May Allah Almighty grant you further goodness, my sister. I really admire your courage to come up and to tell us about what you did. Jazakumullah khair. May Allah bless you. I want to go back to this brother. Tfadl yaakhi. Mashallah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi Firstly, I apologize for what I did. We were a little bit firm, but polite. No problem. No problem, Shaykhna. My name is Ahmed Al-Yasi. Uh, so basically, there's a lot of problems that happened in my short life, whether I'm 16 years old, um, such as like sickness and cancer and all that. So I want to say how, since I got cancer when I was two, I want to say how my mother got through this. How my dear mother, Allah got through this. Uh, basically, she taught me a couple of tips. Tahajjud, very important. Prayer. Prayer, tahajjud, Allah specifically. Allah. And reading Surah Al-Insan. Because Surah Al-Insan, why may you ask? Because it has all the specifics of Jannah. And finally, the last dua, that I'm sure you know this, Ya Sheikh. Allahumma ilayka ashku dhi'fa quwwati wa qillatu hiilati wa hawani ala al-nas. Allahu Akbar. Dua, yes. Dua. So I encourage everyone who's going through bad times, rough times, just simply do tahajjud and witter in the night because in the night, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes down in the third of the night and, and says, Oh my slaves, is there anyone who asked so I can, can, uh, so I can give. Jazakallah khair. Jazakallah khair, ya Sheikh. Mashallah. Takbir.
the brother, a cancer survivor from what I've understood. May Allah grant you Shifa, my brother, and grant you the best of health. And uh, he's mentioned some pertinent points. Tahajjud is a prayer that you would offer voluntary before the time of Fajr in the early hours of the morning when you cry to Allah Almighty and it's just you and him and all the others are asleep. You pray at night when everyone is asleep. That is powerful. So Tahajjud, you constantly fulfill this voluntary prayer, then cry out to your maker. You pray, you call out to Allah, you make dua, you supplicate to him. Oh Allah, I complain to you, my own weakness. I'm unable, you are able. I am the weak, you are the strong and so on. And thirdly, he mentioned reading certain surahs of the Quran, like Suratul Insan, where it highlights man, who he is, where he is heading. It describes paradise. It describes what Allah Almighty has prepared for us in the hereafter and we pray that he gives us the best place. Jazakallah khair once again, my beloved brother. We need to move on to the sisters. Is there a third mic somewhere here behind? Or it's just the one there? Yes. Okay, the next sister, let's go. Bismillah. Oh Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa Come a bit closer and speak a bit louder, inshallah. My name is Khadija and I would like to share my experience. I recently lost my dad and I had to move to Dubai. May to Allah grant him Jannah. Amin. And I had to move to Dubai practically 40 days after. And also I got my heart broken about two weeks after getting to Dubai. Everything felt like, why was this happening to me? I lost my dad. The person, the reason why I'm here, it's not working out for me. And I just felt, I was just at a very bad space. And I was going through social media one day and I saw a video saying that maybe the reason why you're going through this is because Allah wants you to come back to him. And at that moment, I felt, I, I, I was questioning myself, like, am I really, really close to Allah? Like, at this point, I have no choice than to go back to Allah and speak to him about it. And alhamdulillah, let me that ever since I started praying, I always say, um, subhanallah wa bihamdi, subhanallah, yes. like every time I said, I say, even though I'm not where I am, where I want to be, I'm at peace. I'm perfectly fine the way that I am and I'm happy. Part of me, I wake up in the morning, I don't cry as much as I used to cry every day. And now I just wake up and believe that everything is going to be fine. I'm just okay where I am right now. Mashallah, 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 mashallah. My dear sister, that's so inspirational because what it's done for you is the connection with Allah, the prayer and really changing your life in a positive way has given you contentment. That's what it's done. It's made you a person who has realized that, you know, whatever I have, I thank Allah for it. And this is what Allah has chosen for me. And inshallah, it will still improve by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is another example of how your connection with Allah will help you heal. And indeed it will. Notice how she mentions the dhikr or the remembrance that I spoke about earlier. I want to add recitation of the Quran is one of the greatest ways of remembering Allah. To read the Quran, to read the words, to actually look into their meanings is amazing. And one thing I find with the Quran, and I'm sure you all do, it is so beautiful, such a great miracle that when you listen to different reciters read, 
they will impact on different temperaments of people. So some people love, let me say it to make it easy for you. Some people love the Egyptian style. Some people love the Hijazi style. Some people love another style. Some people might like a slow recitation with a low tone or tune. Some people like it high pitched. Others like slow words and some are affected by that which is quick and sharp. All of this is a miracle of the Quran. It's a miracle. You listen to your favorite reciter, no harm. It's Allah who gave the Quran that ability to heal you. May Allah grant us ease. Yes, the brothers, the next in line, inshallah. Uh, we have a shahada over here. MashaAllah. The brother wants to say shahada. Yes. Okay. Bismillah. MashaAllah. May Allah accept it from you and from all of us, inshallah. So, my brother, you can repeat after me the following words Ashhadu. Ashhadu. Allah. Allah. Ilaha. Ilaha. Illa. Illa. Allah. Allah. Wa. Wa. Ashhadu. Ashhadu. Anna. Anna. Muhammadan. Muhammadan. Rasulu. Rasulu. Allah. Allah. I bear witness. I bear witness. That. That. There is none. There is none. Worthy of worship. Worthy of worship. Besides Allah. Besides Allah. I bear witness. I bear witness. That Muhammad. That Muhammad. May peace be on him. May peace be on him. Is the messenger of Allah. Is the messenger of Allah. Takbir. Mashallah. Well done, my brother. And welcome to Islam. I pray that Allah grant you the ability to practice upon the beautiful faith. It will bring about calmness. It brings about healing of the heart. Indeed, it brings about a lot of contentment and goodness. And it really uplifts you in a way that you feel for entire humanity and you want to see goodness for others. So that is Islam. Amen. And you, you worship Allah alone, inshallah. The brothers will follow up with you. And the more you learn, the more you just love it. Mashallah. May Allah bless you. Amen. Brother, that was a big a, one. Brother, there is a mic for sisters at the back. Sisters want to do a shahada? No, there is a mic for sisters at the back. Oh, there is a mic at the back. Okay. So at the back, can one of the volunteers select the next sister who is standing there, inshallah, and let's contribute, inshallah. I would have been happy to have another shahada. But it's okay, inshallah. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. I'm Dr. Hasina. I was working in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia for the last 13 years in Ministry of Health. And uh, I lost my job from Princess Noura University. And I lost everything that I was really heartbroken. But by the persistence and the patience, and I used to uh, make dhikr all the time, even when I'm in the market. I have heard that market is the place where we forget everything. But when I uh, was selecting my vegetables or fruits, I used to remember Allah. Alhamdulillah, even without my job, I could come here and provide my family. Alhamdulillah. And the persistence and the patience, it made me get another better job in Ministry of Health. Alhamdulillah. MashaAllah. Alhamdulillah. And I served for three years in Saudi Arabia, the capital, Riyadh, and in a tertiary center as a specialist. I'm proud of that. Again, I lost my job. Now I'm here in Dubai with another heartbreak 
and I'm really, really desperate now, but still I'm hopeful. I am hopeful in his mercy and I am sure that I will achieve my dream in this blessed city. Inshallah. Mashallah, mashallah. Ameen, ameen, ameen. And one more thing is that please. May uh, Allah bless please. you and grant yeah, you better yes. than what he took away from you. And uh, that's a dua you. of and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I yes. really believe that Allah will bestow upon you much better than what yes. he took away from you. Yes, so, and one more thing, one be. more thing. Uh, yes. That is uh, Surah Al-Duha. Duha, it is making me powerful. Please make others also uh, recite this and make it in their habit of reciting this and understanding it. Thank you. MashaAllah, you heard it, my brothers, my sisters. I want to tell you something. Yes, she spoke about patience and she spoke about a heartbreak more than once and distress and desperation. And when you think, wow, what's going to happen? I just lost my job. I have bills to pay. I have monthly installments to pay and so on. Wallahi, all of that is going to, is going to manage itself. You may have to adjust in a big way. Don't be ashamed or shy to adjust your life at a time when you're struggling financially. Because if Allah bestowed upon you a certain level and you were living on it, there might come a time when he wants to see if you're ready to downgrade because he wants you to downgrade. If you're too proud to downgrade, you're going to suffer. You can downgrade. We're happy. Allah took away what he gave us. It's okay. We downgraded. And guess what? A few years later, we upgraded beyond the point we were at the beginning. So Alhamdulillah, may Allah help you and grant you ease and goodness. Since there are two mics on this side and one on this side, we're going to have to come here to this microphone, inshallah, just to be fair, guys. Sheikh, Sorry. We have a shahada. We have a shahada? MashaAllah. Oh, subhanAllah. MashaAllah. May Allah bless. Allah accept. Okay, my sister, you can say after me, inshallah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Ashhadu. Ashhadu. Allah. Allah. Ilaha. Ilaha. Allah. 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 Wa. Wa. Ashhadu. Ashhadu. Anna. Anna. Muhammadan. Muhammadan. Rasulu. Rasulu. Allah. Allah. I bear witness. I bear witness. That. That. There is none. There is none. Worthy of worship. Worthy of worship. Besides Allah. Allah. I bear witness. I bear witness that Muhammad. That Muhammad may peace be on him. May, may, be, may be peace on him. Is his messenger. Is his messenger and prophet. And prophet. Takbir. <laughs> Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. The sisters will give you a nice big hug. Mashallah. You have made the biggest decision of your life, and may Allah bless you in this beautiful decision. Welcome to Islam. And like I said to the brother, inshallah, it will bring about lots of comfort. Islam is a religion of discipline in order to be able to help you live this life and achieve the hereafter as well. So Alhamdulillah, my dear sister, that was a big one again. Um, I think perhaps we can move on to the brothers here, inshallah. Can I? Okay, next, my brother. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Assalamu rahmatullah. Um, I want to talk about a heartbreak that I went through that, that I feel like we... Can you come closer to the of microphone? Of course, of course. Is this better? Yes. I want to talk about a heartbreak that I went through that I feel like we as a society tend to belittle nowadays. Um, when I was 17, up until I was 17, I had perfect skin, whatever. Aesthetically, you know, I liked the way that I used to look, right? 
And all of a sudden, you know, the puberty hit, and then, you know, I got a lot of acne, um, acne scars. Around the same time, I kind of lost my front two teeth. You know, um, that for me became an issue because that insecurity led to me being, um, you know, not confident in myself and, you know, being, being at home mostly, not wanting to talk to nobody and whatnot. So the two ways that, that, that it actually, you know, I, I kind of got out of it, one of them would be the fact that I started consistently praying five times a day, which really helped me out. And the second one is kind of not from an Islamic perspective, but I started going to the gym, right? Brilliant. That now, is also from the Islamic perspective. You have to be strong. 100%. Um, recently, what happened is that I tore my ACL. So now again, I've found myself in a situation where I was bedridden for another two to three months. In which case, that is when I truly realized that physical, you know, physical, uh, you know, pressure, whatever, exertion, physical exertion is, is, of course, important to, you know, healing yourself through a heartbreak. But it was a five times, it was a praying five times a day that actually helped me through those three months. And now, mashallah. alhamdulillah, I do both. Mashallah, mashallah. Jazakallah khair, my brother. Oh, yeah, go. What a beautiful story. It brings me to a point that I hadn't even mentioned, and I think it's absolutely important. He spoke about the five daily prayers, and he mentioned the gym. The gym. I want to say physical fitness contributes in a huge way to building your mind and to comforting your heart. You feel good about yourself. You actually think good. You think better because you're physically fit. And it brings me to the hadith Al Mu'minul Qawiyu Khayrun wa Ahabba ilallahi min al Mu'minul Daif. A strong believer. And this strength is both types of strength the strength of your faith and even your physical strength. A strong believer, one who is fit and solid, is more loved by Allah than one who is weak and timid, weak in faith and weak physically as well. So strengthen yourselves. My beloved sisters, more than the brothers, I think I have found so many sisters who I have encouraged to go into a routine of sweating for 45 minutes a day. And initially it was a struggle to start off, you know, with a private gym or a gym that is suitable for you. And then when they did, every single one of them, without one exception, gave me brilliant feedback and told me it was life-changing. So that's something you need to consider. No matter how old you are, even if it's just going out for a brisk walk for 45 minutes a day and come back. Brisk walk that makes you sweat. Not a social walk where you're walking, then you sit and have your tea, and then you get up and so... No, no. We're talking of some serious stuff. So brother, Jazakallah khair, shukran for that. I want to move back to the microphone here. We have another shahada. We have another shahada. Mashallah, mashallah. This is a blessed evening. Thank Allah that we're a part of this evening. Number one. Number two is make a dua for your own life, whatever you have. It's blessed. The angels are witnessing this. So make a dua for yourself as well, whatever it may be. Because when you're in a blessed gathering, there's lots of barakah, lots of blessings. Are we ready, sister? Yes, I Ashhadu. Ashhadu. Allah. Allah. Ilaha. Ilaha. Illa. Illa. Allah. Allah. Wa ashhadu. Wa ashhadu. Anna. Anna. Muhammadan. Muhammadan. Rasulu. Rasulu. Allah. Allah. I bear witness. I bear witness. That. That. There is none. There is none. Worthy of worship. Word of worship besides Allah. Besides Allah. I bear witness. I bear witness that Muhammad. That Muhammad. Peace be on him. It's peace be on him. 
is his messenger is his messenger and prophet and prophet takbir subhanallah allahu akbar mashallah my sister welcome to the deen of islam and i want to say something a little bit different from what i said to the others as much as we do know what i said that islam brings about a lot of comfort a lot of uh, you know healing of the heart at the same time contentment and so much of goodness you need to remember don't allow people to pressurize you into doing everything in one day oh you're a muslim so now you got to do this and now you got to do that and then you start becoming so cluttered in your thinking that you, you you're overwhelmed don't allow that go easy take it take it in your stride as you learn you practice as you learn you practice you fulfill as you can what you can and inshallah you learn more and you go into practice in to the best of your ability by the will of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's a good piece of advice okay i want to ask a, a, a question anyone else wants to say shahada please come forward is there if there is you come forward and inshallah you raise your hand and we will be there men men and women inshallah in the meantime I'd like to go to that microphone at the back for a sister, inshallah, to tell us. I think this will be the final one. Uh, one, you know, something that really moved you, it healed you, it helped you. Maybe a situation you were in that actually uh, you came out of, or you may be still struggling with, but what helped you through it, inshallah. Let's go. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah. I was divorced five years ago. Um, divorced? From a two from a two-year marriage, uh, a marriage that separated me from my family and also the marriage that brought the worst out of me. So what made me come out of it is I spent a lot of time uh, with my mother afterwards and with my family and a lot of time uh, in sujood and also this was not alone i had the help of a counselor and i found myself to love again love myself again mashallah um, mashallah amazing and Ama yes alhamdulillah i have now been married for three years with mashallah. a very um, patient husband and a mashallah. lovely family mashallah may allah bless you mashallah until um, three weeks ago um, Sheikh, I got a call from a sister who was, uh, who is married now to my ex-husband, who is also going through the same thing I went. Allahu Akbar. Um, so it shook me, but all I said was for her to find love in herself again and to spend time with her parents and inshallah, Allah is the best to decide how her life will be. Amen. You're right. Mashallah, mashallah, mashallah. I must say takbir. So many sisters and brothers go through divorce and give up. They start doubting themselves because of what they were bombarded with throughout the, the time they were married. Sometimes it's so difficult. And then you get out, you might get married again and divorced again and married again and divorced a third time. Do not lose hope keep going like what she said your family is crucial they should provide for you the comfort family is so important islam is a religion that gives great importance to parents children brothers and sisters the will qurba your family members they do come first 
you need to give importance to them. It's so important because Allah made you and you came on earth with those people around you. So you go back to them. They're supposed to provide you that comfort by the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So good to hear that after some time, Allah blessed you with a spouse who is amazing, inshallah. May Allah strengthen him and grant him goodness. If you are here, my beloved brother, please take care of the sister, inshallah. And all the husbands here, take care of your wives. And all the wives here, before I get told you're a woman's man, take care of your husbands, inshallah. Come on, say, I mean, look at them clapping hands, man. I don't normally get the men clapping hands, mashallah. Allah bless you guys. Wallahi, we spent some good time here this evening. I know I overshot, but... Shif, uh, yes. another shahada. Mashallah, we have a shahada. Subhanallah, Rabbil Alameen. Alhamdulillah. Okay, sister, you're ready? Ashhadu. Ashhadu. Allah. Allah. Ilaha. Ilaha. Illa. Illa. Allah. Allah. Wa. Wa. Ashhadu. Ashhadu. Anna. Anna. Muhammadan. Muhammadan. Rasulu. Rasulu. Allah. Allah. I bear witness. I bear witness. That. That. There is none. There is none. Worthy of worship. Worthy of worship. Besides Allah. Besides Allah. I bear witness. I bear witness that Muhammad, that Muhammad, may peace be on him, may peace be on him, is his messenger, is his messenger and prophet, and prophet. Takbir. Mashallah, mashallah. May Allah bless you, my sister, grant you goodness, and may Allah make the path ahead easy for you. I'm sure the sisters will be able to follow up with you because it's important to join some lessons and to, to, to follow up, inshallah, in a good way. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you. My beloved brothers and sisters who are seated here, I'm not taking any more, uh, you know, uh, any more uh, conversations or contributions. But if there is someone with a shahada, you can let me know. In the meantime, I want to say something. Notice how people's lives are changing to the degree that they are saying their shahada and making a commitment to Allah. You and I who are already Muslims should be moved to the degree that we should also renew our connection with Allah. It is a movement. Why I say this? My brothers, my sisters, Allah says in the Quran, if you are going to turn away, Allah says we'll replace you with someone else. Easy. And they won't be like you. They will be better. So my fear a lot of the times is people come in. I hope those who are in it already strengthen themselves so that we're not just replaced. Subhanallah. It's a very interesting point. And this is why we say, my brothers, my sisters, thank Allah. You have the goodness. Those who don't have it, when they look at you, they feel, I want to be a Muslim. I want to really do good. I want to feel the comfort and the calmness that these people have. And yet we happen to be drifting away. Is that fair? Is that how it should be? Inshallah, we can do better. Any shahada we have? In that case, inshallah, I, as much as I'd love to hear more from my brothers, my sisters, uh, there is someone really insisting that he wants to talk. Maybe we can give him 
being the last person, inshallah, my brother, you can say your name and let us know what you want to contribute and that will be the end. I'm sorry, my brother. All good things come to an end. Like I said, yeah, there will have to be heartbreaks. You wanted to talk and you couldn't. It's okay. Go back and do the dhikr of Allah. Inshallah, it will heal your heart, my brother. Barakallah. Okay. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu rahmatullah. Mufti Menk, I would like to thank you first. You would like to? I would like to thank you. May Allah bless you. May Allah bless you, my brother. Thank Allah. Allah used you to guide me. Allah guides, not me. I'm just a, a means. Sometimes. I made two dua Allah. in my life. Allah. Four years ago, I'm not a good Muslim. I was born in a Muslim. Well, I pray to Allah to guide me. Use someone for me. Well, suddenly Allah use you. Allah. I listen to your YouTube channel. Allah. First, what I start with? Allah. I start with your story that you say about all the prophets. Then I pray to Allah two things I would like to share with you. I make dua to Allah. Let me see this person to thank him. <laughs> pray for us, my brother. I said to this, I said, Ya Allah, we are going to see Mufti Mek in this dunya. Ya Allah, let me see him the day of judgment. Allahu Akbar. Allah. May Allah gather us in Jannatul Firdaus. Then Allah accept my dua. I see you today, then I talk to you. May Allah bless I'm you. I'm so very happy that inshallah, then Allah will accept my dua too, to see you in Jannah too. Amen, amen, Ya Rabbi. Barakallah Jazakallah khair. Shukran, my brother. Alhamdulillah. Because today, I don't expect that I'm going to see you. Wallahi, Qasam. I was, I was saying, Allah, today Mufti Menk is coming to Dubai. May Allah bless you. May Allah bless I don't you. know how to, I don't know how. Shukran. I'm here today. Wallahi, Alhamdulillah. My brother, my sister, I would like to talk to you. Wallahi. My brother, my brother, let me do you a favor. Why don't you come here? I can give you a big hug. Allahu Akbar. I just want to remind the brothers and sisters that you know what I I'm just a human being I'm just like you exactly the same no difference and uh, if you have heard something good from someone pray for them pray for them yourself they don't need to know that you're praying for them it's okay you can actually ask Allah to bless them in every way and that's how we should be operating but grandeur belongs to Allah not to another human being and I always feel to myself that yes Allah uses us and Allah Almighty, yes, He's given, but He's given everyone something. Everyone has something unique. And Allah uses everyone in their own unique ways. So 
I personally don't like people to make a big deal of me. Inshallah, we deliver the goods and we just expect a reward from Allah. May Allah bless you all. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.